The following audio is via a Skype call. You are listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into wisdom of our animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso. Tune in monthly to learn how you can better understand your animals and deepen your relationship. This hit show calls attention to the many roles animals play in our lives. Through stories and insights, Darcy shares how animals assist us in raising our consciousness and fulfilling our soul's purpose. These busy healers help us with transitions and challenges, love us, and want us to have more joy in our lives. Are you ready to see yourself through your animal's eyes? Learn how they're helping you and walk through life with more ease and grace? Working with ancient healing practices, Darcy can guide you and provide inspiration to move forward. To learn more, go to DarcyPariso.com. Wow. Hey, everybody. Yep, this is the place. You know, so glad all of you tuning us in, turning us on. I get I get to spend the next hour here with Darcy Pariso. Today, yep, you're listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. This is tapping into the wisdom of our animals, angels, and masters. Uh, and today's topic is bridging the gap. It starts with compassion. For many of you, you know who Darcy is. For our new listeners, listen. Darcy has had a passion for spirituality, self-development for most of her life. And, you know, here she is today, whether she is traveling locally or traveling abroad, she has said yes to this lifelong quest to understand and deepen her own spirituality. But as she has done that, she has become one of the world's most sought after mediums and animal communicators. Today, you're going to hear from her beyond her skill, her talent and her gift to use Reiki or energy healing, beyond angel, very special angel intuitive readings, uh, beyond tapping into these amazing psychic abilities. Today's show gets right at the heart of it. It is this notion, idea, action, and amazement of compassion. Darcy, it's great to have you. What a powerful show. Oh, good morning, Dr. Pat and Benny. Hi, everyone. And wow, thank you for that great introduction. Um, and I, I, I was just only scratching the surface there talking about you. Um, <laughs> You know, there's something really fascinating about this show in particular that is so important. We don't know we are doing this. We don't know that we are projecting. We don't know that we're projecting our feelings, our emotion, or our thoughts onto animals. We don't know we're doing it, but in fact, we are, aren't we? You know, we make assumptions, and those are often based on our past experiences, our emotions, and our own stories. And we do it in all areas. You know, we, it just is um, being aware of our thoughts. But with these animals, they're like these sponges, and always looking to us for direction and guidance. And I'm, I'm, I guess the show came up because I'm asking, you know, myself and everyone to just be more aware, be more mindful of our impact. And it shows up in just so many different ways, you know, ways that we don't even consider. Mm. Tell us about some of those ways, please. 
Well, you know, just this past week, I, I know in this area, in the Seattle, Washington area, there's a lot of um, online posts, um, neighborhood news, neighborhood forums. And I happened to see one where um, people were writing in that when they were running or walking in this particular area, um, there were some dogs running loose. And one mm -hmm. in particular had bitten two people and almost a third. Wow. And once one person posted it, others said, you know, I had the same experience. So someone um, confronted the owner, you know, know what had happened. And the owner said, well, he's a rescue. And then there was some conversation about, you know, well, what does that mean? And it is, we often will assume that a dog or a cat, a horse, if they came from a shelter or wherever, that they've been traumatized and they have these bad behaviors. And that's not always the case. And if there are some behaviors that they have um, that need work, often they can be changed. And so I started thinking about how we make those assumptions and are they even true? Are they in our past experience? Are they, you know, I hear that a lot. Oh, they're a rescue, they're a rescue. And there's an implication behind it. And from a dog's point of view, or in this case, this dog, he might be thinking, um, well, here I am, you know, woohoo. So now what do I do? Well, I'll protect the house and the family. And so maybe he's thinking he's doing this great thing because if we don't give him some direction, you know, a sense of purpose and some guidance and training and let him know what he needs to do, he'll find something on his own. Well, you know, I think this is really important for us to understand because, you know, we, we kind of show up, right? Almost in a selfish kind of way around our, our animal friends. And we think that our emotions, our actions, our behaviors, you name it, not just what we can um, see, right, Darcy, but all of the energies we bring forth that we can't see. Um, we think they're just like benign to our animal friends. And I've heard people say, oh, uh, my cat, nah, don't worry about it. They've seen blah, blah, blah. Or my dog, you know, or my ferret. Uh, you know, as if none of it's registering, right? Um, and then, you know, the, we, we have these projections. And then we create these stories. You know, I mean, tell us how all of this is intercorrect. And, and, and honestly, you know, what are... The, the kinds of impacts. See, because I think if people know what it is that happens, right? You know, we think, oh, wait a minute, let's not do that in front of our children. But we don't think that when it comes to our animal friends. That's true. And then if you have a conversation with them, either through yourself, automatic writing, or through a communicator, and you hear some of the things they say, it can be, you know, a little humbling or embarrassing or like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't understand. Um, but, you know, you do better when you know better. Mm. But one thing on, on animals that have been abused, animals are very um, loving and forgiving for the most part. And yeah. most abused animals will cooperate with people. Mm. So even if they're with us for a short term, there's a lesson there that we're both working on. And maybe it's just to, you know, get that animal ready for their forever home. Maybe it's not your home, but there's there's a purpose for it. Um, so if everybody would ask themselves, you know, where I might be doing this, where I might be making assumptions or putting my past on them, maybe a previous or a friend's 
Kat did these things, so we tend to go there. I had to ask you a related question because I observed this, oh, I don't know, it had to be a couple of weeks ago. Um, most of us, all right, we have TVs. Let's just say that. And um, think about this, right? There's stuff that you watch on TV that gets you a little bit jacked up, let's say. And we don't think anything about here I am and I'm even reacting to something on television. We don't think about any of that as to whether it has an impact. And, you know, I was talking to somebody and they couldn't understand why every time they turned on the television, their dog would go down the basement. And I said to them, so what are you watching uh, when the dog goes down to the basement? And they explained to me that they come home and they have a routine to turn on the news. Now, they turn on the news without saying what they're, they're watching on the news. And before you know it, they go from zero to complete nutso about the news. So the dog takes <laughs> The dog, if I was a dog, I got to tell you, I'd take myself down the basement too. <laughs> and, you know, so, but we're not aware of that. And that does affect uh, our, our pets. That does affect our animal friends. How so though? Tell us how so. Well, they learn our words, so they may not understand everything that's being said on television, <laughs> but what they're right. picking up is the person's energy. They're... Mm -hmm. um, as we hear each thing, we respond to it, you know, sometimes more strongly than others, but they're definitely picking up this energy and they're like, oh, maybe there's frustration or there's anger or there's sadness or or there's a sad story and there's grief. And it's got to be hard to sit next to somebody or be in the same room when that person is all over the board with these emotions. Mm. Um, and it feels like just a kind of an old kind of a stuck energy, too. And it's like from the animal's perspective, it's like, oh, same old, same old, you know, do we have to do this again? It's time to change the story. You know, animals mm. take on um, our qualities also. Not only are they absorbing our energy, but they're always scanning, you know, what's going on, what are their thoughts in the mind, images, are there words that I understand, um, or they'll learn those words pretty quickly in most cases. So we know that they mirror our personalities, and they take on a lot of our behaviors just, you know, by being in our presence, living with us. But we have to understand that Besides that, whether they have come from a shelter or whatever their story is, that um, they have their own purpose here too, and that they um, they take on our qualities, you know, they mirror us, but it's often because animals that are with us now have been with us in past lives. Um, maybe it's this same life, and many people have told me in readings or just in a casual conversation that when I saw this cat, I knew that it was you know, my previous cat, um, and so on. So we know that. So these animals, they come to us, they recognize us. We, we often recognize them. And they kind of jump in where they started to some extent. Mm -hmm. they're, they're in a new body, but they're still a soul, and there's that soul recognition. And they're working with us to evolve, and they're hoping that they can help us to evolve. But, you know, it goes both ways. We don't want to hold them back. And well, yeah. and this is what we're talking about today, because the bottom line for all of this, and I know you are so passionate about this, is getting to the heart, compassion, understanding how to bridge the gap through 
compassion. When we come back, we're going to talk about like animals, what are they doing? You know, how do we talk about our lives and how, how do our animal friends take on our human qualities? What does that look like? And then what would be next for us? How do we understand their needs? And is there an action for us to take? Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. A space of allowing radio with Coach Nancy Coco, welcoming all that wants to be present today. Tune in Thursdays every first and third week at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Coach Nancy helps you find a space of allowing. Join Coach Nancy to explore what lives at your edges and to bring more of yourself home. For more information, visit NancyCocoCoaching.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Love Living Radio Ignite Your Whole Being with Emily Perkins is a show for those looking to explore the sparkling magnificence of their inner selves. Tune in every second and fourth Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific as Emily sheds a radiant light of love on the beauty and power that resides within you. Discussing love in all its forms through conversations that provoke awareness, curiosity, and expansion, Emily shares the unlimited power of love. For more information or to listen to this show, visit lovelivingholistics.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. Yeah, they're playing at Marvin Gaye for me. Way to go. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into the wisdom over animals, angels, and masters with amazing host, Darcy Pariso. Uh, today's show is about bridging the gap. It starts with compassion. Uh, I just want you all to know we are taking your calls. Um, and Darcy will tell you in a minute 
you know, what these calls are about, what you can expect. 1-800-930-2819. You know, this is about tapping into the solutions for you, maybe for your animal friend, maybe for an animal who has passed or an animal who is passing, or it could be for what is going on. You know, I've noticed a change. Or how can I treat my animal friend better? All of the above. That is today's show. And again, our live call-in number is 1-800-930-2819. For those of you that cannot call in, please go to transformationtalkradio.com or the Dr. Pat Show and ask your question. Just go ahead and do it. Um, Darcy, you have a couple of events. Let's just take a minute and just tell folks what they are, uh, where they are, and how they can register. Okay, sure. Um, Well, this Saturday coming up, August 18th, I shouldn't say coming up, (laughs) two Saturdays, August 18th, I'm going to be in Puyallup, Washington, which I believe is about 40 minutes from Seattle. I'll be at an event called Hounds on the Hill. And it's a charity event raising money for the community for a variety of, um, of great causes. So I'll be there doing readings from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So if you're in the area or you have the day free, come on down. And then in October, I have um, a couple of different classes. The first one, it's a new class for me, so I'm really excited about it. It's um, Animal Reiki. And it's a two-part workshop. And it's in October on Sundays, the 1st and the 2nd, October 7th and 14th from 1 to 5. In order to take this class, you do, there's a prerequisite. You have to be um, a Reiki 1 level or above because we're going to be, let um, me just kind of jump in. And what the class is about, it's we're going to learn how to use the Reiki hand positions for animals and when to use them and how to read your animal. So it's a combination of reading animals' energy, sending energy, and learning to listen to what they need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the animals are in charge. They lead the, the session. We don't go in and, you know, impose our, our desire, I'm going to heal you, because that's not how it works. So um, it's just really about um, being in that energy. And I think it's going to be a really fun class. And um, my desire is to keep teaching this class and expand upon it and to start going into um, shelters and working with animals in the shelters to help them to find homes and find the suitable homes oh. and get them ready. And so that's been a dream of mine. And I thought, okay, it's time to do it. Yeah. Have, um, one last class. It's um, also in October. And that is on a Sunday, October 28th. And it's learning to communicate with animals. And we're going to be at the um, Centaur Development Ranch me ranch in Snohomish, Washington. And so Stacy Lewis is a life coach and she's got these incredible horses. We'll be working with the horses, we'll be working with other animals and also your animals. So you'll learn to communicate um, and you'll get feedback from the horses. They're great at teaching us. And sometimes we don't know where we're going with this because we have a, an agenda. But once we get down to the arena with the horses, they kind of guide us and sometimes hmm. we have a different plan. And so that's the beauty of it. So if you're in the area, please um, check it out on my website, DarcyParisa.com, and join us. We'd love to have you there. I love it. And Darcy, one of the things, too, is that, um, and we're going to talk about that now, but I also want to say 
we are taking your calls. Um, 1-800-930-2819. This will either be Benny or Nathan. Say hi to Nathan. Well, you can say hi to Benny, too. 1-800-930-2819. Taking your calls. Hopefully get you in the queue, and we'll try to get up through everybody today. I know how eager you are to speak with Darcy. Um, so, Darcy, one of the things is, you know, people are aware of, of the the transference of energy between uh, a human being and a horse. I mean, we hear about that a lot. You know, wasn't there an entire movie that was made, The Horse Whisperer, about that? Um, we hear about what happens with fear and getting on a horse. Uh, we, happen, we hear about that, but we don't really hear about it for our other animals. And so I want to ask you about what does happen in that transference? What do animals do with that? Do they change? I think a lot of them do. It depends on their personality and their experiences. But if you were living with somebody that was stressed or fearful a lot, you would either learn to, I mean, speaking from what I've seen in, in my own experience, <laughs> you would either just kind of you know, go within and pull back because maybe you didn't want to be around that energy or you would start absorbing it and maybe a little bit of, of each. So that dog that went downstairs when the TV came on, I think he was doing the same thing. I can't deal with this energy and it does impact them. And then it starts, you know, pretty soon you have a, a nervous dog with lots of fears and you might see them, you know, chewing on their feet suddenly or and just more and more fears manifesting. Um, what happens is they get overwhelmed. They just get bombarded. Um, I have to say for myself, if I feel like there's just like too much, um, I don't know, I can't watch the news very often, but if there's just too many things going on in the world, I just have to, you know, I have to tune it out and go for a walk. Just go put my feet on the earth and and <laughs> my dog really needs to do that too with me. And huh. she gives me good feedback. So <laughs> huh. it really does impact them. And rescue animals, you can imagine, you know, when I talk to them and they've come from a shelter, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that they're a bad dog. Um, sometimes when I've been to a shelter, I've seen where the situation changed. Um, maybe the family split up and somebody brought the animal to, to the shelter and they were sideways. Like I was at home with my family and now I'm here and they don't even know what happened. Um, and it's really painful to see it. And then there's other times they were picked up off the street and they're so worried about their person, you know, will they find me? Um, so there's just a lot of fear. And then they come to a new family and that new family may be like, oh, you know, we have this cat, we're so excited. And the cat may be um, stressed out, fearful and grieving that, you know, I'm, I'm not with my family. Do they know mm -hmm. I'm okay? And, you know, so we have all these things going on. And then you put a dog and a family and they don't know what to expect and maybe there's not some clear instructions or training or guidance and the dog develops all these behaviors and maybe even behaviors he's never had before because he becomes so fearful. He doesn't know what to do, he doesn't understand. And, um, and often if they're the only dog, it's more difficult because even though it's important that you are considerate of the animals in the home before you bring yeah animal in, it's mm. also, it can be very helpful for this new dog to go into the pack because it can be just overwhelming yeah. to have to understand what he's expected to do versus following mm -hmm. 
finds his own space. Well, you know, I mean, the other thing too, Darcy, is, you know, it doesn't matter really which animal it is. It doesn't matter if it's a dog or a cat or a ferret. It, You know, there is energy now we know, you know, there is energy that goes on between us. You know, there is an energy that we share. Um, there is um, uh, aspects of our behavior that affects other people, right? And you, what you're sharing today is, yeah, not only does it affect other people, but it affects our animal friends too, right? And even more so because they're sponges. You know, they're very sensitive. Mm-hmm. They're sensitive to the energy around us in our home. And I've had animals just tell me that, oh, you know, they need to clear themselves. They need to clear the house. There's this mm-hmm. energy in the house. Um, I, I might have shared this, but there was a cat that was waking her, the family up at four in the morning, jumping on the bed, just making all kinds of noise. And night after night, and they just were exhausted and pretty upset. And yeah. That, um, you know, and that could be a sign of a lot of medical issues. But when I tuned into the cat, he said, um, this energy has to be cleared. And he showed mm. me a fraternity party was huh. at the house. And he said, it's too much male energy. You know, this has to go. <laughs> and so she did a very simple clearing thing. She lit some candles with her intention. I like this candle to clear my house. And she puts them around the house for an hour or so and cleared the house with her intention. And the cat slept and... He also requested his favorite food, and that was done. You know, well, one of the things, too, is, and I want to talk about this when we come back. One of the things is, and and all of us have experienced this, Darcy, um, you you know, after a while, our animal friends, you know, move on. They make their transition. You know, they pass on. And, you know, their energy can linger for a really long time. Um, I know for me, I had that experience and yet we don't really think about sort of the impact on other animals in the house and not just about our emotions, our behaviors, right? Uh, or our fears or our worries. It does present a very difficult situation for the other animals in the house. And I want to talk about this when we come back about Yeah, just because a dog or a cat is gone, it doesn't mean there isn't an an impact in the present. We're going to take a short break. We are taking your calls. Get ready to do some readings here with Darcy. Get ready to have some communication clarified in the show today. And do you have an animal friend, a loved one that has passed on? What would you like to say? What are they saying? 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we're really going to dig deeply into this. How do we understand their needs and what can we do to help? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Darcy Pariso. Tune in to Synergenetic Living Radio, where Rick and Grace Paris discuss the synergenetic way of life, what it means to truly change your perspective in life, what it means to take control of your life and manifest your true desires. 
For more information on Rick and Grace Paris and Synergenetic Living, check out SynergeneticLiving.com. Get clear on the life you desire and the current life you are creating and what is between the two. Synergenetic Living, living life loud. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Demystifying the journey on From Here to There Radio with your host, Diane Garris. Tune in every third Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Diane helps you get from where you are now to the life you envision. Get ready to get unstuck and move forward. Every show features a new special segment, New Age Notes, demystifying hot metaphysical topics of the day. For more information or to work with Diane, visit DianeGarris.com. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day language, that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge, Radical Change with Ease with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Practice living in wholeness and achieve fulfillment in your life with your body in full service to you. Sign up for the Body Tune-Up. Six online classes designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Evolve. Become a practitioner now. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Darcy is in the house. A couple of things. We have opened up the phone lines. Just letting everybody know 1-800-930-2819. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Give us a shout. Uh, And Darcy will answer your questions. And let's get you some relief here. Let's get your animal friends some relief. The other thing, too, is I want everybody to know how you can work directly with Darcy. And there's a wide range of things. I'd like to talk about that first, Darcy, and then let's give everybody an update on the upcoming events you have. Okay, sure. Um, to work with me, you can go to my website. It's darcypariso.com, D-A-R-C-Y. The last name is spelled like Paris with an O, P-A-R-I-S-O. And you can read more about how I work and what I do and look at the service choices. Um, events I have next Saturday, August 18th. I'm going to be in just south of Seattle, Puyallup, Washington, at Hounds on the Hill. It's a charity event. I'm doing readings, and that's from nine to three. And then in October, there's an animal Reiki 
class. It's a um, two-part workshop, two Sundays, October 7th and 14th from 1 to 5. You do have to be um, a Reiki 1 or above to attend the class because we're going to jump in using Reiki with animals. Um, there's an, excuse me, an introductory offer of just 149 for the two classes. Nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My experience was very different when I took my first class. <laughs> oh, I know. Learn to Communicate with Animals, it's a workshop with horses, is going to take place on Sunday, October 28th in Snohomish, Washington at Center Development Ranch with Stacy Lewis, a life coach. And there we practice communicating with animals, both um, your own and work with their horses. So that's a lot of fun too. Yeah, well, it's awesome. And, and this information is available um, on Darcy's site. And we're also gonna be posting it as well. Uh, thank you for that. Um, you know, part of this is, you know, this is a radio show, so we get to talk about some of these things in a very general way. Um, and, you know, for people, things are very, very specific. And we're going to be talking today about um, uh, what do we do to understand their needs? How can we help? But before we do, I have a question that did come in from Mary in, it looks like, California, and she says, hi, Dr. Pat, how Darcy? Um, I have a question. You talked about dogs passing on. Um, my question is, how soon do we get another dog? How soon should we get another dog if we have uh, our other dog, Jody, still alive? How soon? Should we get another dog? We're thinking about Jody and what it might feel like. That's a great question. It is. Thanks for sending it in, Mary. It is yeah. a great question. Um, you know, really the best answer is to like have a reading and tune in and, and ask oh. her. But um, I can tell you that um, everyone, yourselves and Jody, has to go through the grief process. That it can feel... Um, I don't want to say disrespectful, but it can it can be too soon to bring um, another dog in right away. What happens is, just say if you lost your best friend and suddenly there was another person in your life playing that role, and you know it might take a little while. I can tell you from my own experience, um, I'm, lots of readings too. But I had two dogs, and when my King Charles Spaniel crossed over, when he passed, my Havanese cried in her sleep for a really long time. And I would, um, you know, I'd send her Reiki. And then at times I'd put one hand over to give her Reiki. And at times I would hear, um, um, no, she's, you know, let her go through this on her own. But it really broke my heart to hear her crying every night. And mm -hmm. recently um, she did a little crying too, and she was grieving. And I know that he's been around visiting us and she's happy to see him, but you know, it's also very sad for her. Mm -hmm. So there is no timing really. It's, it's really... Um, Going through the process, and I think the very best thing that you can do is to kind of throw it up to the universe or, or throw it up to the dog that wants to be with you and say um, that when it's the best time for a dog to come into our life, the dog that is meant to be with us, meant to be with Jody and with all of us, that's you know, the best fit and the soul that's here, that's supposed to be with us, then we welcome them. And you don't have to necessarily go looking for the dog, they'll find you. And when I say they'll find you, here's common things that happen. Um, people have looked and looked and maybe thought it was this dog or that dog. And 
and didn't work out. And then one day, something just popped up on PetFinder or some website, or um, they found out somebody was moving and couldn't take their dog. They went on the website and they just saw this dog and felt like, I need to go and see that dog. And there wasn't a connection. They recognized their eyes. They did something that their other dog did, or um, they just knew that dog was meant to be with them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is part, thank you for that answer. And I love that you said, what I picked up on what you said, Darcy, was that, you know, this is really about finding out what uh, what the dog in residence really wants. And so what that means is we think it's a one-size-fits-all scenario. Uh, it's not. Uh this is really much more um, connected than that. And that's really what we're talking about next here on the show. You know, we're talking about, look, bridging the gap. We're talking about understanding their needs. And that's what you do with people. You help them, whether you're understanding the needs of an animal friend or the understanding the needs of another person or basically understanding one's own needs. You know, it's all about finding a solution in the world of possibilities. Let's talk a little bit about what does it mean to understand their needs? What are the items that are important to consider here? Well, one thing on Mary's call is it's important to honor, you know, everyone's feelings. And there can be some problems, um, personality differences, and, and just not feeling maybe honored if you bring another animal in too soon. So it's really time to let everyone heal. I just want to emphasize that because I, I see problems um, when somebody doesn't feel honored. So, But you will find the right dog. It'll come to you. And I think that your dog will be a part of that, um, bringing that soul in. So it's, it'll be okay. Awesome. And understanding um, their needs. Um, yeah. That Penelope Smith has brought up in one of her books that I just wanted to share is that those animals that have had a recent incarnation as a human um, can be really comfortable with us, and it's easier for them to to learn from us and to be with us because you know, they've got it down. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe they have a leg up, so to speak. Though it can still be a new role for them. And if you have um, one of those animals come into your life. That, that animal will be just, um, it'll be so easy. And mm-hmm. it might not even relate to other others in its other species or other cats or other dogs or horses because it wants to be a person. <laughs> and they learn that way. Um, a do- uh, not a dog, I'm sorry, a horse that I talked to mm-hmm. back, Casanova, told me that he was here to show people what we're capable of. Uh-huh. He had been a, a horse in many lifetimes, worked with humans, and could see, you know, on both sides of, of the aisle, being a human, being an animal. And he said, you know, you could do so much more, and I want mm. to demonstrate that for you. So that was one of his examples. Wow. You know, I think part of this is really tapping back into what you said originally. And, you know, let's get, let, let's just review this a minute. You know, this episode title is Bridging the Gap. It starts with compassion. So let's talk about what bridging the gap means. And if it starts with compassion, let's talk about where we want to go. 
So what did bridging the gap mean, you know, in the context of how we can get closer and build many more, um, uh, I like to think it as build depth to our relationship with our animal friends, really. It is, and I think having compassion for animals, that it starts with, with having a deeper understanding. And, and it can be the easy things, or the, the day-to-day things are um, spending more time with them, petting them, mm-hmm. playing with them. Um, when you come home, instead of you know sitting down and relaxing or preparing dinner or whatever it is you do, come home and you just give them five or ten minutes. You know they've been waiting for you all day long, and you come home and it's um, an acknowledgement. Yeah. You think of your animal in the same way how you would treat um, a friend you really care for, or yeah. a family member that you love, and you give them that same respect. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be. You know, this big commitment or, oh, I have to take my dog for a 30-minute walk or hour run or I have to do this particular thing with my cat. It's just, it's little things that we do daily that show us that they're honored, just like you would do in a relationship yeah. with anyone you care about. Yeah. Wow. I, you know what? We actually have someone waiting with a great question for you, Darcy. Okay. Benny, who do we have? We have Carol calling in from Manchester. Carol, welcome to the show. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. Hi. Uh, I hope we have a good connection here. <laughs> yeah, you got a great okay? connection. Yeah. Okay. Super. Okay, great. Um, hi, Darcy. I wanted to hi. ask you, I have a 16-and-a-half-year-old cat who has special needs. His name is Rowdy. And I'm wondering um, how he's doing right now, how he's feeling, and uh, if he has something interesting to say to me. Okay, so his name is Rowdy, he's 16, and you just want to do a check with him. What's up? Yeah, he's, he's got some medical conditions right now. He's really glad that you called. He feels, um, <laughs> he's kind of funny too. He feels, um, I see like two sides of him. One is that he's um, kind of a character and insightful and wise, and the other is um this seriousness, but um, he's like he's showing me turning it around that he can be kind of kind of funny, like a dry humor. I, I don't know. He's just showing me like, oh, you're doing this. That's great, and it's kind of weird, weird, but it's cool. But he's he's kind of funny. Um, so he's glad you called, and I'm asking him what he would like to say. Here's an opportunity to bring something up. Um, he's showing me a concern that he has. I feel it coming up from his stomach. And then it's coming up to his heart and he is asking you to not worry so much that if you can see him being okay, that I'm okay, that there's things that are happening. And sometimes he feels a little um, sideways. I, my head wants to lean to the side. Like sometimes he feels a little, a little off and he has to find his center. And if you can just see him being his best for what that best means now, it helps him. He says it helps him. And it feels like you do that somewhat, but then you go back to worry. So he's saying, I really do go where you go. And when you are worried or concerned about him, he feels that and he's trying to like push it away and not necessarily give it back to you, but he's just saying like, no, I don't want you to do this. And he's trying to get rid of it, which he mostly can do. So his emotions are pretty steady, but he says they kind of bob up and down a little bit. And he just wants you to be aware of that. But he knows, you know, at your core, at your heart, that um, you're doing everything for him and that you love, love, love him. 
okay, that that makes me feel much better. Uh, mm. Yeah, I I, I will um, take that to heart, Darcy. <laughs> yeah. Do you sit by him on the sofa or chair? Do you sit next to him? Because he's showing me yes. like leaning against your leg and sitting by him, and he feels like there's a um, just a lot of meaning to that, and it feels like there's a like an energy energy transference at this time, like like he's next to you, kind of loving on you, and you're giving it back to him, and this energy is going back and forth, and um, he really likes that, and he feels like he's like savoring it. He's just savoring that that experience. Um, okay. He's, he says he's yeah. got a bank account that's really full. Thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I will continue loving him and giving him Reiki every day. Awesome. That's, that's that transference of energy that I was seeing. It's Reiki. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He really appreciates everything you're doing for him and loves you. And he's so happy to tell you. He says he shows you all the time, but to have human words put on it means a lot too. So. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you for calling in, Carol. Awesome. Thank you, um, uh, Mr. Benny. Yeah, we have I one understand. more. Yep. Yeah. Let's take uh, Cynthia calling in from Issaquah. Hi, Cynthia. Hello. Hi, Cynthia. Hi there. How can we help you? Um, I called you another time, and uh, you're a great help with my bird. Going to two like two weeks ago. Anyway, I wanted to ask you about my um, the dog Leroy that passed years ago. If he had any messages. Um. Yeah. So your dog is Leroy. He passed three years ago. He he says that. Um, <laughs> he says if you put some spiritual glass cleaner across your eyes, you'll see him because he's in your house because he visits. He says you don't think I would be far away, do you? Uh, <laughs> Do you feel him? Yeah. And there's, a, yeah. there's another dog, Ozzy. But uh, Leroy was a, he was a, a German Shepherd cross between a Husky and a German Shepherd. And he was a, he was a great dog. He was. He agrees. <laughs> he says he was. <laughs> yeah. So who's, is Abby a dog that's in your house? That's with you or in spirit? Uh, well, there's a dog, Ozzy, that passed, and then... Uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you just blanked out a little bit there. Are you on a headset or a cell phone? Cynthia? Cynthia, are you still with us? All right. Well, I, we'll wait. Try yeah, again. Cynthia, call us back. Uh, one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. Uh, I think Darcy, this is really what we've been talking about throughout the show. You know, bridging the gap doesn't mean we stop loving our animal friends uh, once they pass on. And you know, this is about showing compassion uh, throughout, don't you think? Oh, definitely. And you know, they really don't leave us. Um, you know, we just don't, we're not able to see them. But a lot of people that are intuitive, they 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 do see them. They just know they're there. They feel their presence, their energy, um, or they see a, a flash go by and they think, oh, you know, that, that feels like, you know, Abby or whomever. But, you know, they, they really don't leave us. And they talk about, um, you know, they check in, they check in quite a bit. 
And when we go to sleep that night, when we dream or we meditate, we're often with them. We mm-hmm. might forget. We might have some memory. Well, and I, yeah, and I think part of this is we were talking before about finding solutions. And one of the things we didn't get to talk about was letting the animals decide, right? Letting the animals decide. I mean, I don't think we even, that, I don't even know if that, that enters into our consciousness, right? And, you know, that's really the most important thing to to be asking questions, and we all do it because, you know, it's what we do here, but to be asking questions like, is it time for for my cat to be put down or is it time to bring the dog in? And it's really up to them. And so we can ask, you know, what they think when they're planning to come back or if the dog there would like another um, dog in the house or cat or how they feel about things. But often it's, it's really trusting and saying, I'm open. I would love to have you come back. If this is something that you'd like to do, it's in your timing. I'm open to that. And let the magic happen and, you know, allow it to come in. Because what I see sometimes is, you know, people want to get a replacement, get another cat, say, and it doesn't always go well. Um, And then the, the same cat might be in and out of a shelter and, you know, it's hard for everyone. So you know, the, if we can trust and allow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it really makes a difference. Well, and I think that's really what I was uh, asking you about. You know, this is about understanding that sometimes we go and get busy in our lives and we don't understand solutions. We don't understand that there is a solution. And sometimes we don't always know what it is. But that's where you come in, isn't it? Yeah, you know, there are so many things. And the thing that I've come to realize is that sometimes the more difficult or the more complicated it is on the surface, when somebody tells me the story and you think like, wow, there's just a lot there. It's just really complicated. I have no idea where we're going to go with this. And then it comes up with some solution that is um, is actually really simple. It'll be maybe something that, um, I'm trying to think of an example right now, mm-hmm. Um that that all of those things that are happening in the physical world really have nothing to do with what's going on here. What's going on yeah. is this emotion of um, everything is being triggered in this dog. Maybe this yeah. dog is being bullied by the other dog because it could be he's not supposed to be with that family or they had a past life and there's aggression. There was a, um, a call that was... Um, very complicated, a situation where a family worked with a trainer because these two dogs started fighting and it was vicious, they were drawing blood. And when the husband and wife tried to break it up, um, they, they too were, you know, having, losing blood too. It was really pretty terrible. Mm. Yeah. And so wow. when they called me, they tried everything. And when they called, the older dog, who was the mother, said, it's time to kick the son out. He's not supposed to be here. I agreed for him to be in the family for one year, and I would help him. Um, he's a newer soul, and so I would be the guidance and the support. And then at a year, he was to find his own family. The year is up, and he's out. And regardless of what anybody did, um, the, she was not going to back down. And so they rehomed the dog. I mean, they had, they had no choice. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, you know, sometimes we all face uh, tough decisions, and, you, you know, we, I mean, honestly, the, 
the decision I uh, faced with Travis was uh, I can't even begin to explain what that was life like. And, you know, for somebody like me and, you know, to really not want to let go. And my friends saw how much pain he was in beyond what I could see. And sometimes we make those choices. But I think when you talk about the fact that they're never really gone, right, that here we are now. And we're looking at this ongoing love and connection. That is the definition of compassion, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is. It's um, putting their needs before our own Mm -hmm. to to understand what they need. When you really love someone, you have to sometimes make those hard choices. And they're not things you you necessarily want to do, but that's what love is and that's what compassion Mm -hmm. is. Well, Darcy, thank you so much for today. Again, one last question and your website. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Oh, I would like to leave you with, um, if everyone would take just a little time daily to deepen their relationship, to understand their animals more, just with little things, a little extra time, a little extra playtime, a little extra treat, anything at all, because anything we do is has a huge impact on them. It's almost like um, building a, when you're building something new, you keep building upon it and building upon it. And pretty soon, you know, you have this, you struck gold. And if you can imagine living in a home with people that are too busy to take time for you, I know even myself in this past year, I've really upped up, you know, kind of amped up or upped my time I spend um, with my dog. I'm looking at you know, she's older and things she's going through and she needs more of my time. Yeah. In fact, Dr. Pat, I have news today. Yes. My 13-year-old Havanese is going to be Reiki attuned. Yay. Yeah. When is that happening? Um, in about 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> That's a great way to end the show. Wow. Darcy, thank you so much. And again, for everybody out there, If you want to work with Darcy directly, please, uh, DarcyPariso.com. Check it out. Lots of ways to connect with Darcy, all of the above. And Darcy will be right back here next month for another fabulous show. Darcy, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And thanks to all the callers and listeners. And And Benny. You too, Benny. Yeah, Benny and Nathan. Back at you. We appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. Hey, everybody, another hour coming up on Transformation Talk Radio. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into the wisdom of our animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso. Tune in monthly as Darcy shares stories and insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and ancient techniques, Darcy is here to guide you through the process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information or to listen to this show, visit DarcyPariso.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.